Hey, this is Dave Burgess, and you are listening to The Dave Burgess Show, where we talk education, lifestyle, entrepreneurship, fitness, wellness, principles of success, interview elite performers in their field, and most importantly, cover topics that will empower, inspire, and uplift you. Let's go. Hey, welcome to episode 42 of The Dave Burgess Show. And this is called Stop Buying Tickets to Bad Movies. And I want to talk to you about something called the theater of the mind. Now, for my magician friends, the theater of the mind is actually a mentalism book written by Barry Richardson, which is very good. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about the theater of the mind, a phrase that was coined by Maxwell Maltz. Maxwell Maltz was the author of Psycho-Cybernetics, a book from a long time ago. I actually quoted the book, talked about the book in Teach Like a Pirate in one section. And just to give you a short little background on Maxwell Maltz, he was a plastic surgeon. And what he dis- what he discovered was that when he performed plastic surgery on someone, maybe radically changed their physical appearance, there was no immediate change in how they viewed themselves. It wasn't until they mentally changed their beliefs about themselves and their self-image changed that then... It's like they, their their self-image caught up with their new physical appearance. And so kind of to make a very long story short, he decided that, well, what happens inside of the mind is more important than what happens in the outside of the physical body of a person, right? So your self-image is more determined by your thinking and your thoughts than it is by anything external to that, right? And so he wrote this book called Psycho-Cybernetics talking about this. And uh, I like. I, I've also heard other people talk about this. Uh, Matt Fury is a person that's talked about this before. Um, Anthony Robbins has talked about the theater of the mind before, and so some of these ideas are drawn from multiple sources. Okay, and this is something that I've talked to to uh, stu- former students of mine about. This is talk people I've um, been associated with. You know, fellow adults who maybe come to me with a problem or an issue that they're facing. I've talked to them about this before, and this is kind of the basic principle. Let's say that you were to go to uh, the movies. You bought a ticket, and you went into the movies, and the movie was horrible. Not only was it bad, it just didn't even make you feel good. Like, you felt anxious as you were watching it. It was disempowering. Uh, You felt um, like when it was over, you just felt kind of sick inside. Like, it just didn't sit right with you, and it was uh, just a combination of all sorts of bad things, right? It was kind of traumatic, kind of a traumatic experience to have to sit through this movie and watch it. It was very disturbing for you, okay? All right, so it was horrible. Now, the next night, someone says like, hey, do you think you want to go to the movies? And you're like, yeah, I'll go to the movies with you. And they're like, well, why don't we go see this? And they say that same movie. Would you buy a ticket to that movie? Would you go watch it again the next night? No, of course you wouldn't go watch it the next night because it was disturbing. It made you feel bad. So you would never spend money and buy a ticket to that movie, right? You would never go to that movie. You choose another one that was going to be better for you. But listen, we do this to ourselves all the time, right? We have some thought process, something that has happened to us in our past. Our our mind is a theater. It's always playing movies in the background. It's always doing it, right? So our background, we have a whole library of movies, of things that are that have happened to us in our lives. Some of them have been very bad. Some of them have very been, been very good. Some of them have been somewhere in between, have been neutral, right? And guess what? 
We own the theater. We are the ones that own the theater. We are the ones that get to choose what movies play in our head. And so don't buy tickets to bad movies, right? So if something has happened to you in the past, some people just go over and over and replay that over and over again in their mind, knowing that every time they do that, they feel worse. Every time they do that, they're put into a negative state. Every time they, they do that, they're disturbed, right? They're more anxious. They're less, they feel less self-confident inside because they're playing these bad things over in their mind. Well, you also have positive reels that you could play in your mind. You also have things that have happened to you that have made you feel self-confident, that have made you feel good, that have been empowering to you. And so if we play those movies, if we switch those out, we can play more positive things and have a, a, a more happiness, joy in our lives. So the theater of the mind is super important. By the way, the theater of the mind also, not only can you play movies from the past, but sometimes it plays things from the future. You visualize, you visualize things. Now, study after study has shown that positive visualization is helpful. Positive visualizing yourself achieving your goals, it works. It makes it increases performance. It gives you more self-confidence. It makes you more likely to take risks in the in the pursuit of those goals. It, it makes more likely to take action rather than choosing to uh, be be to stand on the sidelines, right? Positive visualization works. It helps in athletic performance. It helps in business performance. It helps in all sorts of things. It's been proven over, like I said, study after study has shown that it actually makes a difference. People that take the time to visualize themselves being successful are more successful in the long run. But visualization, in order for it to be effective, doesn't have to be positive. I'll give you an example of this. Sometimes it's important to visualize the worst possible scenarios so that you're able to meet them when they come up. Things are going to go wrong. And so if you've taken the time ahead of time to think about, hey, what could go wrong here? And you have done everything you can then to prevent that. And you've done everything you can to come up with ideas and thoughts and outs for what you're going to do if that happens, you will become so much more self-confident and so much more successful. Uh, I've talked to speakers about this before and said like, hey, listen, uh, first of all, you got to make sure you have everything that you need when you speak. I, I do not. What is one thing that could happen to me if I'm traveling to a speaking event? Well, I could put some of the stuff I need into a check bag and have that check bag get lost and not show up in time for my speaking event. I have thought through this. What can I do to prevent this? I travel with every, every everything that I need to be able to speak, every prop, every single item of clothing, everything that I need to be able to speak goes with me on the plane. It is on my it is in my carry-on bags. I have visualized the possibility of losing my bag and taken actions proactively to make sure that I can deal with that situation and be able to at least do the next speaking event. Uh, while I'm waiting for my bag or I go to the store and get new stuff or whatever I need to do, right? So that's something I've thought about ahead of time. Um, same thing with connections. What if they don't have the right connections to hook up your computer? Travel with all of the connectors, all of the dongles, all the different things that you could possibly need for your computer. By the way, what if the system that they have doesn't even work with your computer? 
Make sure you have your presentation on a flash drive so that you can take that presentation and put it onto their computer if necessary, or someone will have a computer that's going to work with their system. And so this is another thing you can proactively, by thinking about all the things that could go wrong, you can proactively take steps to make sure that you're going to be okay. Uh, I have to have um, a hands-free cordless microphone. I'd like to have like a lavalier mic that like gets clipped on like onto my neckline or maybe a headset that goes around over my ear and comes down my cheek, right? But sometimes you go to an event and it's just not possible for you to be able to have that. And they only have a handheld microphone. Well, I do things in my presentation that sometimes uh, like a, some sort of magical effect or something where I need the use of my hands. And so what have I done? I visualize the possibility of showing up at events that do not have the right type of microphone. And I take with me in my bag, in my backpack, I have this apparatus that goes around my neck that then has a little thing where I can take a cordless microphone and stick it down into this apparatus and it, it sits up on my chest in front of me so I can speak into it, but it's completely hands-free. And many, many times that has been the answer to how I give a presentation is I take that cordless microphone and, and stick it in there. Sometimes maybe it's we start off with a lavalier microphone and something happens to it and it goes, uh, everything goes awry and there's feedback, static, something happens in the middle of the presentation. Well, I take it off, go into my backpack, put on the little thing around my neck, take the cordless mic, drop it right down in there and we're back in business, okay? And so by visualizing things that can go wrong, you can practically take these steps. Uh, there's multiple examples of that in speaking. Same thing, same thing is true in magic, by the way. Uh, a, a good magician thinks about all the different things that could happen during a magical effect that could go wrong and then makes sure that they have an out for all those things. What if the spectator does the wildest and craziest thing that you're not expecting to have happen near this magical effect? How can I get out of that situation and successfully bring the magic trick to a conclusion, right? And so what am I going to do if uh, uh, my the my slides don't work? <laughs> Again, going back to speaking, what am I going to do if my slides don't work? How can I, how can I be prepared to meet that situation? And so uh, sometimes visualization again people when we think about visualization leading us to success we usually think about visualizing ourselves being successful and even in order to bring us that self-confidence and to get us like pumped up which is something i absolutely do uh but you also can look at it the other way uh, tim ferris has a great pod a uh, great ted talk on this by the way he calls this fear setting where he'll talk about, think about the worst possible scenario. And then if you can handle that, then you're going to be fine. I'll give you another example of this with conversations I've had with people that want to leave, say, maybe their uh, full-time teaching job and they want to become a speaker, but they're nervous about taking that leap of faith that it takes to leave a secure income behind and then become um, uh, a, a speaker. What happens if I don't get bookings, right? And so you always go through the, the all these scenarios and say, okay, let's listen. Let's say this is a complete failure for you. You don't get any bookings. Um, would you be able to survive this year on like maybe uh, your significant other's income? Um, is there something that you could do in the meet? Could, could you sub in order to supplement your income? Um, if next year, could you 
you, you, you're all worried about giving up your teaching job as if it's a permanent thing. It's not permanent. Could you get another teaching job next year if this doesn't work out? The answer is almost always yes, right? There's almost always some sort of way that will mitigate the risk that if you really think about it, uh, there are th- there's, um, the risk is not as big as people want to make it seem, right? And so going through some of these visualizations like that and going down the rabbit hole of what would I do if the worst case scenario happens? And then once you figure out, yeah, you know what? I'm still going to be okay. Even if that happens, it's probably not. That's the worst case. But even if that happens, I'm probably going to be okay. And so that's something that you might want to think about doing as you're thinking about uh, some new goal that you have, some new risk that you want to take, some new innovative thing that you want to try. Same thing with lesson plans. This is something I talk to teachers about too. Um, Like, well, well, no, I'm, I'm nervous about trying this new style of lesson plan because what if it's a complete failure and i always say to them well guess what they're going to come back the next day and you make it right it's not not so so your lesson plan failed it flopped that's all right they're coming back tomorrow and you make it right right and you learn to see that failure is feedback You don't personalize it. You don't beat yourself up about it. You don't beat kids up about it, right? Everything that happens in the classroom is feedback. Use that feedback to make shifts in course and adjustments to get to where you need to go. And then I usually add, pirates don't yell at the wind. Pirates don't curse the wind. Pirates read the wind. They shift their sails and and they go. And so the wind of the classroom is that student response and feedback. We have to read that wind. You don't ask wind to change. You read wind and you shift your sails to catch it and get to where you need to go. So don't be concerned um, about about, uh, failures in the classroom. Don't be concerned about failures that you take, uh, whether they be entrepreneurial or um, failures uh, in your fitness routines or whatever. It's going to be fine. You're going to be able to make shifts in courses, in course and adjustments, and get back on track. And the uh, the cost of taking this risk is really not as large as you're probably making it out to be. We we always. Um, Seneca put it this way, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. I love that, but it's so true. We build up in our heads all these horrible things that are going to happen. Most of those things are just in our head, and they never even happen in reality. And if they do happen in reality, you're still probably going to be okay. You're still probably going to be okay. But now listen, back to this theater. Remember, you own it. You control it. You decide what movies that you get to go to. You get to decide what movies play in your head. You would never put yourself in a position where you went to something that was absolutely horrible and then you went to that movie over and over and over again and watched it one time after another. You wouldn't do that um, with a movie. So why do we do that with our brains? Why do we continually force ourselves to go over and over and over these bad things that have happened to us in our past when we have all this ability to uh, change that movie, switch that movie to something that's going to be more empowering. And Marcus Aurelius put it this way, this, this, this thinking, this power of control in our thoughts is so important. This is the way that Marcus Aurelius said it. The things you think about determine the quality of your mind, your soul, takes on the color of your thoughts. 
stop buying tickets to bad movies. Thank you so much for listening to The Dave Burgess Show. Let's connect. I am at Burgess Dave on Twitter. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. On Instagram, I am DBC underscore INC, and I blog at DaveBurgess.com. Please share your thoughts and comments on social media using the hashtag DaveBurgessShow. It would mean the world to me if you share the show with friends and colleagues, and I would be honored if you left a positive review on whatever platform you listen on. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have a question, a topic, or a guest recommendation for the show, just email me at dave at daveburgess.com, put podcast question in the subject line, and I absolutely cannot wait to join you on the next episode.